Happy Hump Day, everyone. I am Brian O'Neill. And I'm Coach K. Together, we make up Queen City Poly, a podcast dedicated to discussing polyamorous relationships and other forms of ethical non-monogamy. Due to the explicit content of this podcast, we would advise you to listen with headphones or while you're in your vehicle. Or don't. I can't tell you what to do. Enjoy the episode. So we just watched a video called, Can You Be In Love With Multiple People? And I guess it's about... It's this this series called Middle Ground. Where it looks like they take people from opposite ends of the spectrums of different... um, Issues. Issues. And we just so happened to Google or search in YouTube for polyamory and it popped up. It says, can you be in love with multiple people? And they take three people on the polyamory side. Well, they said open relationship. Oh, excuse me. Well, we're just gonna, it said polyamory on the thing. They though. tagged polyamory. Okay. Hierarchical people in open relationships. They're still polyamorous. Just because they don't like, they don't practice your Why style. Why did they not say ethical. polyamory in the thing? It says open relationship versus monogamous. That's how they made the graphic. It would be easier to do polyamorous monogamous in the graphic. It's open relationship not a form of polyamory it's a bigger umbrella term than just polyamory because the swingers don't fit into that category right but they're in open relationships all right for the sake of this podcast fine i'll pretend they're all polyamorous okay was there any talk in there other than the high arc high hierarchy archy that would tell you otherwise? It's just a hierarchy. Uh, well, the hierarchy can also be like, I have a primary partner and like, I have sex outside my relationship. That's more of an open relationship than polyamory. They didn't talk about necessarily needing to, needing or desiring to love other people. Mm. All of them didn't. Well, any hoot, let's say for the sake of podcast one side was polyamorous the other side was monogamous okay all right sure they had three people each they Mm had oh god do i have to do the whole two female identifying people and then one male identifying person on each side on each side okay i mean that wasn't as hard as i made it seem no (laughs) it also wasn't that um, and it was a mixture of uh, sexual orientations, it seemed. One lady her, that was monogamous with another lady. I think so. Yeah. They mixed up a little bit. Yeah. You know. People of color. Yeah. All right. Sure. So they asked a series of questions, and they were supposed to come forward if they believed in yeah, the statement true or, false, yeah. or question. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, recall some of the statements? Well, the one, one that, that really sticks out... Glaring statement. ...is the uh, statement, I feel incomplete. I would feel incomplete without my partner. Because without you, girl, my life is incomplete. Oh! 
So basically, you step forward if you agree with the statement, and then you start discussing with the other people that stepped forward, and then eventually the people that didn't step forward come to the table and you all discuss it, is how the program is run. And when this question was asked, none of the, or I'm sorry, all of the monogamous people were like, Stepped yep. forward. Without my partner, I would be um, incomplete. incomplete. And one of the of the polyamorous yeah, there was one. person said that as well. Yeah. Language, whatever. <laughs> I mean, maybe you want to feel valid. Like, I, I would, it would be a big loss. You know how hard it would be, like, if you really need, like, three people to complete you? Like, that would be such a... Aren't that the triad seekers? Those not like mm, what they how they act. Yeah, I need my third. Oh boy, my third. We're searching for our third. <laughs> it's like, We're not complete yet. I need my third. Jesus Christ! Maybe they'll it's, stop it's being just as bad as desperate. The, somebody the would like to people that are like, I need a partner. Like, I need a third. Need to be in a relationship. Need to. Be I need loved. to be in a triangle. I think a lot of times we just would enjoy the uh things that come from relationships like intimate discussions I enjoy and... a hexagon myself no, I'm just <laughs> right. like... i need a hexagon <laughs> i can't survive i feel incomplete if i don't have at least six how was a hexagon five i think it's six, six. i don't even i need no <laughs> i need a certain web of relationships right. oh yeah if you get even more complicated it's like i need i need a diagram and then off I need that this diagram, Z shape I need like with two outliers, <laughs> just collecting partners to make this perfect stew. <laughs> you take your favorite connect the dots relationships. Uh, I'm incomplete, and say this is what I need. And every year it just keeps changing. <laughs> right. It's like this year um, I need a. <laughs> actually, I changed my mind. I need. <laughs> Apparently, I need to date a mechanic. Uh, <laughs> Right. I need. <laughs> Definitely need a chef, a massage therapist, <laughs> an auto mechanic. I need to date a woman that. I don't know. <laughs> what do you not like? Everything you don't like doing yourself is that what we're doing with our partners. I need a woman that is all about taxes. I need a poet because you know I want my poetry fix, and I need that another oh, yeah. human being a, form. I need a guy that could play music. Oh yeah, need the musicians. We I took that pretty far. Comedian. <laughs> hey, I'm here. No one wants to date a comedian. No one does. Just me. It's like weird. I'm a rare bird. You like know? people like might find us attractive. Yeah. But they don't really want to date us. No, because then they gotta look at their shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because we talk about stuff on stage. Like they don't want that. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel about dating a therapist too. Mm. Y'all have a stigma as well. I don't want you psychoanalyzing me. I don't want to examine my shit. Yeah, yeah. I've psychoanalyzed you. I just haven't told you about it yet. Just because I feel like that's right. mean, right? You know. Well, sometimes we talk about it. You haven't, well, given, even me, in you like, haven't given me the full rundown. Yeah, but even in therapy sessions, you're not supposed to, like. You might know exactly what's wrong with them, but it's just like you have to let them come to it, or else. Yeah, you They're not going to believe yeah, it. Yeah, you should or, just bring it all out. Like, yeah. I don't tell you what your shit is it's all like, the time. Oh, this is because of your relationship with your mom. And you you were anxious because she keep, kept implanting, like, We should anxious. do that one day. Create a safe space and just say, oh, give me give me your rundown here. Can we get high first? Like, sure. Guys, yeah. Have to deal with I got to record it, though, so I can... Uh, mm, so you can go back so through it. 
process it, right? Get your chart out. Sure. Eh. I don't. I don't know. I don't, don't get, I don't get that deep. No. Yeah. I just want some. I just want my. I want my mom to go to therapy. That way she can like validate what I've been thinking this whole time. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, because of what your mom did to you, then you. Right. But, I think she knows that, but it's like she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian, you can't. <laughs> Everyone needs a therapist, and you know, at the end of the day, we're all broken people that have our own shit. And I mean, take it from someone that has parents and three siblings. We all have shit, and they're never going to be fully resolved, you know? And I think it's a shame that we can't afford therapists. It's terrible. And then the stigma of, I don't need a therapist. That shit's awful. Like, yes, you do. I try to comfort people and be like, I want a therapist. Why Why don't you want one? No, they'd rather just drop all their baggage onto their friends and just keep dumping it and dumping it into their friends, resent them, and just stop inviting them to parties and shit. And they're like, well, why doesn't anyone like me? It's because you keep dumping your shit on no them. No one loves me. Cue my abandonment issues. You know? It's good. I'm actually pushing people away. Go to therapy. Or yeah. Do some self-journaling or something. Okay, let's cycle back to this incomplete question because we're kind of off the rails here. So yeah, all the monogamy people feel like they're incomplete. Without their partner. But that's the narrative of the story. Monogamy doesn't really hold up if you feel like a complete person, right? <laughs> that's terrible. I wanted one of the monogamous people to just be like, no, I mean, I'm my own person, but I choose monogamy. That would be the intentional monogamous for me. I would love to see that survey. I choose, I am people. a complete person. He or she is a complete person, but God damn it. This is how we show our love. I've only heard monogamous people who are therapists say that. I've never heard a regular monogamous person. You know those guys are always like, oh, she makes me a better man. Mm. Well, I mean, I think you can say that. Yeah, but they're always like, I was this wild and crazy mm. guy that had fun. They take it too and far. And now I'm tamed. Mm. Yeah, they take it I don't too like far. that shit. I, I don't like, like that shit either. Like, did you not like who you were beforehand? But... Being in relationships, you know, when, you, when you're trying to add joy to someone's life, right? I'm trying to be a better me when you're treating me so lovely, you know? I'm like, oh, it, it definitely makes me want to do nice things and just work on myself. When I see you working on yourself, I'm like, oh, I want to work on myself, you know? If you see your partner just Contagious. getting ripped and, and working out, you're just like, God damn, like, I want to do that too. Get into the yoga. Oh, man, I'm so flexible now. <laughs> We're doing yoga today, right? Yeah. We do it right, right after, after this. Right after this. Yeah. You're getting there. You gotta I'm get touching that my to that toes, floor. man. Yeah. I've Isn't never, it? I haven't done that shit in a long it's time. It's nice to see the progress, right? Yeah. Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah. But yeah, that I mean, that word just bothers me. So some of the people in open relationships were just talking about how um, the in, incomplete's the wrong word. Granted, I have a strong partnership as a polyamorous person, you know, or two or three, whatever. Name your polyamorous person. Would I be sad if if we broke up? Would I be? I would be devastated. I would be distraught. There's a lot of other words that come to mind. It would be awful because this relationship brings me so much joy and all these other nice things, right? 
Uh, however, I would still be complete. You're not taking any. You can't. That's a lot of power to give someone. Right? You can't break me. If you think about all the people that have been through some terrible trauma and like the things the human being can overcome traumatically, mm-hmm. right? Even in the most abusive situations, you know, there are people that just rise out of that with so much strength and grace and they're still complete people. Why are you just going to give your partner, I would be incomplete without you? Fuck that shit. Yeah, even that statement, then it's like, oh shit, I can do whatever I want. Like, I hold power. It's kind of like that that Jesus stuff for me, too. That was coming from. You know? It's I think like, monogamy comes from Jesus. But God gave me everything. Yeah, you just give God all the credit, all the glory. You say, I, I give God all the glory. What was that sermon you took me to when we went to Elevation? The, he gave a sermon like that that was like, some need, people don't need Jesus, but, but I, I need, do. He was like, I need you him. might be fine, but I need a God. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That was terrifying for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, but I don't. All right, let's break it down into more uh, uh, he- heathen terms. Um, heathen terms? You're calling me a heathen right now? <laughs> oh, we went to... you. Uh, Brian O'Neill had a great comedy show last night. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, one of the... Uh, the headliner. Headliner, he did like this kind of bit where he talked about um, how, how comedians like, and, sh- and preachers yeah. are kind of the same, how we try to get attention. Yeah, when the, the crowd attention. starts not paying attention to y'all, you have certain tactics to kind of reel them back yeah, get in. Them back. So he was using all these church terms that Brian and everyone else in the audience knew. Turn to your neighbor, say neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that. You don't know that no, one? Coach K knew none of it. I was like, I have never experienced these things. God is good. I know it now, but I did not all know it. All the time. And all the time, God is good. No. It's just like implanted in my brain. Like, I went to church so much as a kid. It's just like a... The few times I went to church in the north, though, it wasn't as much of that sayings. Maybe I... I went to at least one Baptist church too, but it was just a lot of amens and stuff. Mm. Just very basic, not not a whole lot of sayings, and I mean those callbacks are actually they're very good. Yeah. Um. The uh. There was this one of my friends' parents was a storyteller and an English professor, and he was really great storyteller. But like he had callbacks in the story, you know, yeah, that yeah. keep the audience like listening and engaged, and it's it's. It's an ancient vehicle, yeah. In, huh. As far as communication, to have a callback of some kind. Yeah. No, I remember just listening to preachers, and it just uh, I could always tell. It's like a climax. It like it starts off kind of low, and then like it builds and builds, and then there's this climax where he's like and shouting and ah, and there's like the organ piano guy. It's like nah, nah, and then like. <laughs> you know, it just it gets really into it, and everyone's excited. And then after excitement, it's like, all right, collection plate. Like, you know, you gotta get them while the spirits are up. You know, mm. it's like it's it's all it's a good practice. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I definitely see why it works. It gets people excited. Yeah. I mean, at least for black people, I don't know about other church. I've been to some churches where it's Catholic. It's like, oh God, like. Yeah, you just start saying the. 
Just those long prayers that y'all prayers. know. I don't know if it's a prayer or not. Hail Mary. Yeah, you just start doing the. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know what the prayers are called? Yeah. In, in Catholicism? In any of it. The Lord's Prayer? You don't know the Lord's Prayer? Which one's that? Uh, shit. Is that the Pulp Fiction one? That's the one that you sang, I used to say after basketball games. It was, uh... It does not help me. We did not do that in my basketball games. I'll be that name. I, Jesus come, that will be done. Uh, on okay. earth as is in heaven. It was there, daily bread. Yeah, I... I think, yeah. Wait, wait, no. Is that the Lord's? Is that the Lord's shepherd? What? <laughs> now I'm thinking of Pulp Fiction. I don't fucking know. Oh, it's been a while. It's I'm a heathen. Anyhoot, polyamory and monogamy. Back to, back to polyamory and YouTube searches. But how about this then? All right. I like the concept of the show though, because it was like bringing people together from like various sides of the relationship configuration models, and they were generally respectful even though i feel like the polyamorous people were a little bit more respectful like i get that you no that one girl the black girl well the person of color <laughs> if you want to say the black woman feel free like. well i don't know if she's black and i don't want to offend anyone if she's mixed with italian and indigenous people blood okay and so let's say person of color, of color mm-hmm. which to me just sounds like a Crayola box full of minorities you don't like that term, huh? but you know okay. it's whatever all right so that person of color right <laughs> when they said Not about the uh, with the ginger oh that's offensive <laughs> that is a, we're getting as a person with reddish hair that, i can say that they're pulling that up when you get famous and you're like this person she said looks ginger. like me ginger is a derogatory term i am definitely pale enough to say that word that's like me saying I can say the N-word, which I can, but... What is your point again? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean it's right. There's a lot of older... I'm sure there's some older redheaded Red people heads. that look down on you for using the We don't come together word. in those kind of... Uh, about our oppression How in those ways. dare you, madam. All we suffered... Lucille Ball. We <laughs> the Irish potato famine, that's all I can think of. We, we shun you from the red-headed community yep. for oh my god i'll just be out here doing that thing anyways the woman of color yes the woman of color <laughs> of indigenous black and we're just having fun today descent yeah yeah and uh she when they said uh what were they it was like a it wasn't the incomplete thing it was the uh jealousy yeah jealousy yeah it was the subject of jealousy and they said, uh, I can never do that because I'm jealous. Or, or oh, and, yeah, and then that's when she was that. like, that's insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. That wasn't nice. To her credit, <laughs> she tried to reel it back after that. She's like, that concept is insane to me, which I relate to. Right. right? Because, but she went on to say that it's insane because we don't allow that kind of jealousy in any other relationship. Like, you can't be that jealous at work where it overtakes you and you're just like well i'm jealous and that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna act crazy at work because i'm jealous right and you can't do that in friendships if you're a crazy jealous friend like you'll lose friends like you can't just be psychotically jealous jealous. (laughs) you can only be friends like those people that are like you're gonna be my best this is my best friend she can't be friends with you she's my best friend 
those people lose friends. Like, you can't sustain that. That's not healthy. People look at that and be like, that's not healthy. Why do we allow that in romantic relationships? I got to be able to draw a bit out of that some kind of way. Je- that's a great God. jealousy bit, yeah. Jesus. Why aren't I a better comedian? But what? Oh, self-hate. Stop, Brian. What are you doing? Stop okay. it. It's a great <laughs> start to a bit. We'll- yeah, I'll work on it. Yeah. I'll throw it against the wall. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, she she really has some good analogies there. Where I've been trying to find those analogies for jealousy. Like I think, don't you think it's weird that we don't have a jealousy management center like they have with anger management? management. Mm -hmm. You know, classes. Yeah. Nope. And because jealousy kills. Yeah. Probably more than anger. Right. Random anger. Jeez. But no anger management for your road rage, but not jealousy management for your relationships when you try to kill your girlfriend because she. Like some guy's photo on Instagram. No, that's just normal, and you probably won't even go to jail. No, oh, society. Because we identify with the with the jealousy so much. We're like, I felt that. He shouldn't go to jail. The system is broken. There are glitches in the matrix. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. The polyamorous people gave some really great examples about... I think... The monogamous people had a similar... One of the monogamous people had an interesting point where she was just like... She was being very honest and vulnerable and she was just like, I just can't imagine loving someone. Loving another oh, person. as much as he loves her. Her co- partner. partner. Yeah. I just can't imagine I this. Can like, that. loving two people equally. And then the polyamorous people, you know, obviously and went after the word equal and they're like well it doesn't have to be equal you could have a primary type relationship nesting partnership and have a friend that you have sex with occasionally like it doesn't have to be equal which is a valid point however i don't think it really got to the meat of that person's um comment Mm. you know because the thing is it is that is a really hard concept i think a lot of monogamous people are like what do you mean like i can't imagine loving someone this much because they are under the impression that if they love someone else they just have to leave and go go do that um and there are i mean maybe the polyamorous people in this group were more hierarchical and they didn't have those experiences but i i kind of wish they had had a polyamorous person that was just like kind of stuck it to them Mm. and just kind of said like I deeply love both of these people and I don't have to quantify it for you. Like mm. I I am in love with these two people or three people or four people and just because I don't live with one or share finances one with one or have kids with one doesn't right. mean I don't yeah love them deeply. Example, let's say you have multiple children, right? Right. And I've obviously, well, obviously if you didn't know Brian O'Neill doesn't have any children that he's aware of. So Oh Jesus. Well, I mean, you always have to say, you just never know, you know. Okay. You know, the early 2000s were a crazy time. I know. Well, I'm an old woman, but. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. But what I'm trying to say is, the argument is the the multiple kids, right? Yes. You love them all. You love them deeply, right? But yeah, one may may be more easier to get along with, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like you don't have the same challenges for the same uh, right you connect with them on different levels about different subjects you have different hobbies in common or just interests and And the same can be done with polyamory personality meshes in a different way and 
I mean, that's part of the beauty of polyamory is that you can chill with someone who you get along with in this particular way. And if you spend more than a few hours with them at a time, maybe they would annoy the shit out of you. But you can enjoy them for who they are without trying to change them. And fully love them with those boundaries of I can't be around you for 24 hours straight. That's okay. It's not because you're a bad person. We just don't mesh well in that prolonged time period kind of way. Whatever that means, right? Nothing wrong with it. But I do I do love what they did here with the video. Shout out to Middle Ground. Maybe we should pull a link for the... Uh, yeah, we could put a link in the show notes. Show notes or something. Mm-hmm. It's it was a really great conversation. It was a small conversation. And for the future of Queen City Poly, like when we first made this podcast, those were the types of conversations that we talked about having and we will have in the future is bringing on people that have different relationship styles and including monogamous friends and 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 interesting people that we come across and talking about relationships. I wanted to get some toxic monogamy people. Finish showing first, love. Oh, excuse me. I'm eating toast. That's very important detail. They need to know what you're chewing on. Rain is extra <laughs> sigh today. She is just... Hey, buddy. Yeah, I would like to get some toxic monogamy people on and challenge their beliefs and thoughts. Isn't that cheating? Doesn't that, doesn't that like give the monogamy people a bad name? Shouldn't we bring on the really healthy monogamists? I guess so. We can do a little bit of both. That's true. Here's a question I was just thinking about the other day because I'm just anxious all the time. Okay. If we move, is it still called Queen City Poly? Yeah. Okay. It's where it was birthed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like their origin story. Yeah. Okay. Are you very worried about us moving in the podcast? I don't know why that was just You're worried about the fate of the podcast and its name and if we need to rebrand it. These are Brian's late night thoughts. Oh my God. We'll need a new logo and we'll need to rebrand. We might need to change the colors. It's not going to be a crown anymore. What are we going to do? <laughs> this concerned me for like 15 minutes. The other oh, day. my <laughs> Jesus. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with me, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm working on it. I'm meditating. I'm trying to do yoga. You know, trying to... Smoke. We have no plans to move we, either. It's true, but you just never know. Living situation-wise. These are the kind of problems you create for yourself in your head. Yep. Interesting. Anything else? Should we bring up uh, your latest adventure? Uh, I don't know what we have to say about it other than I met my quarterly goal. (laughs) I think you got to expand the quarterly goal a little bit more. What do you mean? It can't just be one date. What the hell? (laughs) I'm just joking. I went from two a year to saying one a season. Maybe like, yeah, four. I doubled it. That would be double. And then I do it in January, and you're like, actually, you should raise your goal. <laughs> Come on, we're I'm all about I'm not trying to set myself up for failure here. That is true. And I might have a date next week, so. Smart goal. It's a different person? Yeah. Oh, shit. This is nice. I like this. But I'm not counting it yet, because these things fall through too much. That is true. I'm, um, 
I don't really have any dating goals. I think though. Didn't we talk about them on the last episode or two we? episodes ago? Our New Year's they keep episode, changing. episode twenty-three. What was mine? Oh, it's rekindled. Oh yeah, rekindled. Oh yeah. Sort of. Friendships. You weren't doing romantic relationships. Yeah. It was all right. It was a little weird afterwards, but okay. Know. It's something. Yep. Um, you had other uh, romantic relationship goals, though. I have more. I think I have more kink-related goals in my mind. You wanted to get more comfortable with your sexuality and your sex. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of that shame. Yeah. For all the years of the church. You've been working hard at that. Working. I've been reaping the benefits of this. Oh. <laughs> Brian's getting <laughs> sexual out there. Finding your um, libido and whatnot. Yeah, and try to lay off some of the free porn. If anyone has any uh, tips or any websites of good old-fashioned ethical porn, send it my way. I guess I would have to pay for it, which is strapping right now. But, you know, maybe I'll bookmark it for later. Okay. Because the free porn, I didn't realize how much of it is geared towards just the male pleasure. But so, isn't that what you want in your porn? Right. But that that doesn't make me a good sexual partner, though, if I'm just looking for my pleasure. Well, if you're looking for porn for you, I think it's okay for it to be about your pleasure. <laughs> Shouldn't I be looking for porn? I mean, you should that... you should advocate for other types of porn for other people to watch. Like, but I don't think we should force people to watch things that aren't about their what they want. What I'm saying is that like I you would... don't tell me I need to support the horror film industry and watch more <laughs> scary movies. I don't like that. It's not for me. I'm not saying never make another horror movie. I don't like it, so no one else should see those. I just want to watch guilt-free porn. Porn that Brian continues his anti-shame. Porn that after I'm done, I'm not like deleting my history so that no one can ever find out. That's sex, right? It's all about thoughts of Brian. It's all about the inner workings of our brain, just doing shit. You know, just don't take it too serious. You can't take it too seriously. What if it manifests itself in the real world? It hasn't. You know? Or cross that bridge when you get to it, my love. You know? I think that's how the uh, Louis C.K. and all that stuff, his kink manifested itself in this, the real world. Now he's jerking off in front of his I, employees. I think you're... I mean, I think you're moving at a decent pace where you can catch it before it gets... I don't want to just be at the cubicle and all of a sudden I'm... Yanking it at my cubicle. You're worried about that, huh? Oh boy, that's one of those things I'm doing, huh? Alright, well that concludes this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Meditate on that shit. That is our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed the content. Feel free to email us at queencitypoly at gmail.com for questions about polyamory or relationships in general. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and write us a review on iTunes 
or wherever you listen to this podcast. Queen City Poly comes to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Special thanks to Charlotte-based artist Black Linen for lending us his track New Day, featuring Nige Hood, from his album First Saga, available on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Stream his latest album, Black Linen 3.0, on Spotify right now. You're welcome.